The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. The Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. And it is time to recap the latest week of the English Premier League. Quite an eventful weekend, quite a surprising weekend full of surprising results. Yeah, and I'm already looking at it. You know, match day number 10 out of 38 of the EPL. So many... Shocking results, but one of the biggest news, obviously, is that Tottenham sacked manager Nuno Espirito Santo after a horrible record. But what's interesting is that Nuno Espirito Santo was in charge of Tottenham for just 17 matches total. It's just unbelievable, you know. And I'm looking at Tottenham right now. You know, the EPL standings is bad enough because. Where, where Tottenham sits at the moment, Tottenham is at 9 with 5 wins and 5 losses. Okay, no draws actually, quite surprisingly. But 5 wins and 5 draws, uh, excuse me, 5 wins and 5 draws in EPL play. And for a club like Tottenham, it's truly humiliating. It's mediocre. And from what I understand is that you know, uh, in October 21st, uh, of last month, Tottenham lost a Europa League group stage game to a club called Vitesse, losing 1-0. And that was right after Tottenham had a 5-1 win against an unknown club called Mura in uh, the Europa League. So, yeah, Tottenham really had to, uh, I mean, you know, the fact that they made the change, you know, that again, Nuno Espirito Santo was only in charge for less than 20 games. I mean, that's... That's humiliating for Tottenham that this manager could not last. You know what, what's the unfortunate part too is you know Tottenham suffered a three nothing loss to Manchester United at home in North London, and Manchester United that pr- the previous week suffered a five five nothing loss at home to Liverpool. So, <laughs> you know, like I said, all these very surprising results and 
And here I am. So before I get to uh, recapping the matches, you know, as I just mentioned about uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. So now, obviously, the question is, who takes over for Tottenham? Well, from what I understand, according to ESPN, Antonio Conte is in advanced talks with Tottenham uh, for taking over. Of course, we all saw last week that Antonio Conte was reportedly linked with taking over Manchester United, provided that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would be sacked. But last week, management of Manchester United decided Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to stick around for the time being. Which is why I wrote an article. Even though Manchester United had a good win, beating Tottenham 3-0, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is still on the hot seat. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer still has much to prove. He has much to work on. He's going to have to prove to himself, to the players, and most importantly to the club and to the fans that he is the man for the job. Now the win against Tottenham is perhaps a step in the right direction, but we need he needs to build on it. And that being said, you know Manchester United has a very important match tomorrow against Atalanta on the road. So, yeah, in a Champions League match, so you know, but the fact that Manchester United is on top of their premier, uh, excuse me, is on top of their Champions League cl- uh, Champions League group, they're gonna have to build on that. They're gonna have to beat Atalanta on the road, which will be difficult. But that was on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I got a little bit carried away. I have to be honest. It would probably be a bad idea if Tottenham were to go with Antonio Conte. It's not that Antonio Conte is a terrible manager. He's actually one of the best managers I've seen. But that's not it. It's his style. Okay, It's the formations that Antonio Conte utilizes. I just don't see it. For, I mean, I can't explain it off the top of my head. You know, As a matter of fact, Zach Westrick of Stoppage Time FC, who we know is a strong supporter of Chelsea, even he actually says that this is not the, a, a good fit for Tottenham. You know, and you know, honestly, I would love to get his full thoughts on uh, why uh, that is in his case. But in my case, I just don't see it working. I like, for like for me, the way I see it, it's just Tottenham's atmosphere, Antonio Conte's tactics, formations, managerial. You know, the play style. It just doesn't mesh. Does that make sense? It it, it just doesn't mesh. So. It, it's very so that's why I really off the top of my head I, I just say flat out Antonio Conte should not take over at Tottenham because because it, I I just don't see how it would fit I mean if he does take over and it works out then okay well I'll just, like I like I'll do I'll just go I'll just go on here and say okay well apparently I said I, I doubted I doubted the relationship and uh and I was wrong but uh but for now, I, I gotta I gotta stick to my guns, and I just really don't think that Antonio Conte is a good fit for Tottenham. So, anyway, so that's taken care of out of the way. So now looking at the results from this past weekend, well, I don't even know where to start. I guess I can start with these simple uh, ones to easy get get through. Arsenal picking up a two nothing win on the road against Leicester City. And Arsenal has really turned things around. Arsenal now in sixth place, five uh, wins, two uh, draws, and three losses. You know, if I remember correctly, they were 0 3, and 
if if that was the case, uh, if I'm actually gonna go and go ahead and double check because I could have sworn they did start out 0 three. I know they start out horribly, and I do mean horribly. <clears throat> well, that was a club friendly on that one. That one one nothing one against Tottenham was a club three. Yep, it was actually yeah they were 0 three, and the fact that they were able to just you know turn everything around is just it's incredible. You know, it, it started off. It started off with that two nothing loss to Brentford, and then a two nothing loss at home to Chelsea. Yep, and then that five nothing loss to Manchester City in Manchester. So yeah, so my assumption was hundred percent correct. Arsenal went from starting own three with three losses, and since then five wins and two draws. So Arsenal has been quite on, on, on an unbeaten run, and Arsenal needs to keep it up at all costs because Arsenal is tied with Manchester United with seventeen points, and Manchester United is sitting in fifth. And it's goal differential that actually puts the Red Devils above the Gunners. So Manchester United, like I said about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he picked up the win against Tottenham 3-0. And that was uh, that was fresh off the 5-0 loss at home to Liverpool. But like I said, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, had, once again, proved him to himself, proved to the players, proved to Manchester United management, and to the fans that he is the right man for the job. At, that, at this point... I can't, I mean, at, at this point, you know, I'm just like, you know, if he was sacked, then, you know, we, we, we have to do something about it, but, but I'm not, I, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer turning me into a believer, because he can do that again. If he can prove the critics wrong, if he, if he can do a good job, then you know what, he'll, you know, I'll have nothing but praise for him, but no matter what, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, is it does, and always, he always will have my respect. So that was the first one going back to Arsenal. You know, I'm sorry, all the excitement going on, and all the, all the things going on with the EPL. It's just hard to, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to stay on point with a particular talking point. But anyway, with Arsenal, you know, on that on their unbeaten run, Southampton picking up the road win, one nothing against Watford. So, but you know, here's what's interesting. You know, you know, my good friend and my mentor Steve Adams, who's a strong supporter of Liverpool, as we know. Well. Hey, Liverpool did not have a good did not have a good day, honestly. Uh, and from what I understand, uh, Steve was in Las Vegas with his wife, so uh, I'm guessing that he probably uh, didn't have enough didn't didn't have the time to watch this game and see the other results, which is okay. And don't worry, Steve will be back on the show very soon, and I plan on having him and Mr. Rod Angeles on at the same time soon. So, so looking at Liverpool. You know, Jordan Henderson gave the Reds a early one nothing win. You know, four minutes into the game, and about twenty minutes later, Sadio Mane made it two nothing. So I'm thinking, okay, well, Liverpool dominating. Liverpool could actually have another four to five goal win if they keep it up. But a few minutes before halftime, Brighton makes it two to one, and I'm thinking, oh, look at that. I mean, just imagine if Brighton actually. If Brighton actually manages to survive the entire game. But I thought, okay, it's 2-1. Now Liverpool's really going to put it in high gear. Liverpool's going to have a fantastic second half. But that did not happen. Because in the 65th minute, Brighton made it 2-2. And Liverpool could not break the, the dreadlock. I mean, just incredible. You know, in Brighton's case, that's, de- that's definitely a win. You know, going up to Anfield and getting a point. You know, going from coughing up three points to only to only uh, to actually gaining one point and forcing Liverpool to settle for only one point. I mean, that's a win for Brighton. 
But Liverpool is still in second place. You know, a, a win pro- would have t- would have kept them tied with uh, Chelsea, who's in first. And Chelsea is sitting on top of the Premier League standings with eight wins, one drawn, one loss. You know, t- scoring twenty six goals and allowing only three. Edouard Mendy, all the clean sheets and all the fantastic goalkeeping performances he's had. Edouard Mendy is just a fantastic goalkeeper. So Chelsea is still in, in a comfortable lead, and Liverpool's three points behind. You know, Brighton really did did do Chelsea a good favor, but you know, Liver and for Liverpool, you know, to sell for only one point, you know, Manchester City and West Ham are both knocking on the door because they're both two points below. Because Manchester City and West Ham are both at twenty points, so Liverpool's in a bit of a predicament. But you know, and and, and the draw against Brighton, you know, it it's really uh it's really uh, turning up the pressure. And speaking of uh, Chelsea, you know, picking up, you know, the three nothing win against Newcastle, you know, and seeing the, you know, based on how this game went, you know, Edouard Mendy, you know, keeping yet another clean sheet, but you know what's interesting, you know, with Newcastle United ever since uh, the change of ownership and uh, all the wealth that's that's supposedly coming to uh to the club, Newcastle actually kept the, you know, it was actually a zero zero draw until the sixty fifth minute when. Reese James, you know, finally put Chelsea on the board, and he would do it again 12 minutes later. And then, with in the 81st minute, Jorginho would actually make it three nothing off of a penalty. So, so Chelsea, you know, had some problems at first, but uh, Chelsea finally uh, found a way. And speaking of Chelsea, it's unfortunate that uh, well, it's actually well, from what I understand, Christian Pulisic. Is actually has actually been working out again, and you know is actually you know working on making his return to the club. Uh, I only hope he can make his return quick, uh, uh, soon. I should say not quick because you know we need him at hundred percent because the U.S. national team needs him, and so does Chelsea. And from what I understand, Timo Werner actually was not in the lineup at all, not even in a, in a reserve. Uh, I would not be okay. Well, for oh yeah, and that, from my understanding, yeah, of course, you know, Timo Werner has actually been injured, and we, I forgot about Romelu Lukaku, who's also injured. So, you know, Chelsea coming in this game without three important players: Romelu Lukaku, Timo Werner, and Christian Pulisic. So, but you know, and still picking up the win. You know, Chelsea's loaded. So, yeah, no problem. It was good to see Angelo Conte got the start, but got a yellow card. Unfortunately, had to be subbed out. But. Yeah, Chelsea still doing good. You know, Thomas Tuchel, nothing but praise for the guy because the dude the, say that the dude's doing a fantastic job. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that would be an understatement. So, congrats, Chelsea, and uh, you know, even <laughs> gotta say, you, you guys gotta keep up the good work. But you know, objective sports writing terms, right there. Objective sports writer mentality. And you know, and I talked about surprising results. Well, this one wasn't surprising. Quite frankly, it was super shocking. Manchester City losing 2-0 at home to Crystal Palace. Never would I have seen something like that. Because if I were to sit here right now and tell you folks I knew this was happening, I would be the most pathological liar the world has ever seen in soccer. Okay, maybe not the most, but I would be a pathological liar. Because I was shocked. You know, Wilfred Zaha, the former Manchester United guy... Makes it one nothing, you know, within six minutes, and then the rest of the game is just stuck like that. And I was thinking, you know, you know, keeping a, uh, looking at the updates, 
I was thinking, oh, any minute now, Ch Manchester City is going to equalize. Although I said, well, after, uh, you know, I, I think around the time of halftime, it was, you know, Emeric Laporte got a, a red card, you know, and from what I was saying, it was a straight red. So Manchester City was down 10 men and, you know, down to three defenders after Pep Guardiola utilized a 4 by 3 by 3 formation. That's four defenders, three midfielders, and three strikers. And then being down to uh, only three defenders, I mean, that really turned up the pressure. And, you know, looking at, you know, De Bruyne up started, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Gabriel Jesus, you know, pretty good. You know, Manchester City really had their guns loaded. You know, Riyad Mahrez and Raheem Sterling both entered the game too, so. And, you know, the fact that... Either time they couldn't even they couldn't put the ball into the back of the net. I mean that's that's embarrassing for Manchester City. You know, looking at Manchester City had sixty eight percent ball possession, completed six hundred fifty four passes, while Crystal Palace only had three hundred nineteen. <laughs> I mean that's embarrassing for Chelsea. So, <laughs> you know, and, you know the fact that you know and the Chelsea loses and. West Ham United, you know, picked up the four nothing win on the road against Aston Villa. You know that'll that put Manchester Manchester City in a predicament of their own because with West Ham United also with twenty points, you know Manchester City now has to deal with Liverpool and West Ham United. So, and you know, speaking of Manchester City, this week they they play uh, at Old, they're going to be playing at Old Trafford, taking on Manchester United, and you know, and I, and I was talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer earlier. If if he can put up a great formation and help lead the Red Devils to a, a win over uh, Manchester City, then Ole Gunnar Solskjaer well, was taking it one step further into proving himself. But uh, no doubt it's going to be tough, and he's really going to—it's it's a major test. And uh, obviously Manchester City are heavy favorites because Manchester United is still overall a mess. But if Manchester United can pick up a great win against At Atalanta— which is actually today, because now that I'm recording, it's actually November 2nd. Unless the game is, uh, yeah. as a matter of fact, I better check if Manchester City's, excuse me, Manchester United's game. Yep, today at 3 o'clock my time, yep. So, yeah, so now as I'm recording, yeah, I noticed because it's actually, it, it, the midnight struck as I started this recording. So, <laughs> anyway, so Manchester United today has a big game against Atalanta on the road. So, Manchester United, if they win that one, then... Maybe the odds against Manchester City might go up just a little bit. But it's going to be about the results. That's going to have to take place on Saturday. Now, but now back to Manchester City. You know, If Manchester City loses back-to-back -back games, that's not good at all. I mean, this loss would probably put Manchester United above above Manchester, Manchester City, depending on goal differential. Uh, actually, I don't think it will because the goal differential, it looks just so different. You know, Manchester United has allowed 15 goals, while Manchester City has allowed six. So if Manchester City loses, Manchester United would basically, more than likely, might actually uh, stay put in fifth because West because West Ham United is also at at, at 20 points. Uh, unless Manchester unless Manchester West Ham United probably loses, but uh, you know, because right now you know, aside from Liverpool and Chelsea, I mean. After that, you know, with third place through fifth, it's a it's a it's a tight spot. It's all tight right now because you know Manchester City with West Ham both at twenty and Manchester United at seventeen, so it'll prove to be pretty difficult. But you know, overall, 
I hate to say this because everybody knows, you know, at, at, at the heart, through the heart, through the heart, I'm still, I still love Manchester United, but uh, I'm really not sure if I can see them beating Chelsea, uh, excuse me, beating Manchester City. I mean, if they do, then that's going to feel very good, but, uh, you know, I got to be, I got to be realistic from a sports artist's perspective. I mean, th th that's why I said if Manchester United can beat Atalanta on the road, then the odds go up just a little bit. But now that I spoke about Manchester United, their three nothing win against Tottenham totally caught me by surprise because I really didn't think that Tottenham was gonna lose. As a matter of fact, I predicted Tottenham winning two nothing. And you know, a couple of the surprises from this match, you know, so I said to myself, "Well, they didn't fight." Only going to Solskjaer saws his job. The key words is he's still the manager for the time being. So one of the surprises, when I saw the, the the lineups for this game, the first thing I was surprised to see was that Edison Cavani started. And I'm looking at the formation. 3 by 5 by 2 Three defenders, okay? Well, and I should, I should also mention, I was actually happy that Raphael Varane was put back in the game. So Varane came back and actually had a very good game. You know, and five midfielders. Luke Shaw, Fred, Scott McTominay, who was in the middle, Bruno Fernandez. And Aaron Juan Basaka. Now, obviously, Paul Pogba didn't play because of the red card uh, the previous week against Liverpool. But then having Ronaldo on the left, Cavani on the right, I said this is this is interesting. You know, of course, you know I knew that it would be tough because you know Tottenham utilized a four defender set. And of course, my boy Igor Loris, you know the goalkeeper. I was saying, well, he's a good goalkeeper. He might make a couple of good saves, and he did actually. He did actually make one save so but man man oh man oh man you know so for the first 30 minutes it's still a tie so I'm thinking well the fact that Manchester United is not already already trailing I guess that's something to uh, be proud of so then I, I actually you know stopped looking for a little bit and then all of a sudden you know 10 minutes later I look I look at my phone and it's Manchester United one nothing Cristiano Ronaldo you know, and, and you know this this is it. This is actually I forgot that a, a friend of mine, a fellow podcaster, gave me his lock into Peacock, and I said, "Hmm, why not? Why not watch this game? You know what? You know, because I, I, the thought had never had crossed to me because I had actually I actually had forgotten that this game would actually be on Peacock. So, and then I actually forgotten that I had the login information because my friend was so nice enough to share it with me because you know he's a good friend, and he said, you know what, just just use my information. He likes to share the account. He's a good friend, Darnell." Shout out to you, brother. So anyway, I, and I, then I watched the game. So I, it's about to be halftime. So I'm like, okay, I'll just watch the second half. It'll be fresh, which I did. And Manchester United is, you know, playing hev heavily solid on defense. And and I'm thinking, man, winning one nothing is going to be rough. But I would love to see Manchester United score a couple more goals, you know, to, to prove themselves further. And Edison Cavani did just that in the 64th. And then, of course, uh, one of my Manchester United friends on Twitter basically, you know, says something about the game. And then I even respond to him. I say, should we just go and bring in Marcus Rashford and, ho and hope that he can score? And he, and then, of course, <laughs> how ironic. Marcus Rashford comes into the game and then scores the third goal of the game to put the game away. It's like this. It's like I called it. I semi-called it, I should say, honestly, because I, I suggested we should said maybe we should bring in Marcus Rashford and you know give him a chance and hopefully he'll score a third goal so the best I'm gonna say I I called it I semi called it best way to do it but but no doubt Manchester United really 
did play well. You know, they played as a team. They trust. They look. Look. Everybody looked like they were on the same page. And if they can keep it up, then then swell. So look at the rest of the games. Leeds United beating Norwich City. Nor Norwich City has yet to uh has yet to pick up any points. You know, Nor Norwich City is buried at this point already. You know, zero wins, two draws, and eight losses. A goal differential of negative 22. They've only scored three goals and allowed a total of 25. Yeah, they're buried. Newcastle, Newcastle's also winless. They're with four points, and it would not look good if Newcastle United got relegated. You know, just, they go, you know, they have the new ownership and they get relegated. But then again, I'm like, you know what? They're buried. Now they can unbury themselves and try to work their way to the top. So now looking at the standings, Chelsea's in first, Liverpool's second, Manchester City, West Ham, and Manchester United. That's the top five. Arsenal's in sixth, Tottenham in ninth, Everton is at tenth, and Everton actually lost to uh, the Wolverhampton Wolves today. Leicester City's at 11th, Brentford at 12th, and Leeds United is actually barely out of the relegation zone by only three points. Astonville, there's actually a three-way tie with ten points. Through 15th and 17th, Aston Villa, Watford, and Leeds United both at 10 points, with Southampton at 11. So, I mean, the race is tightening, folks. It's starting to get more real now. So now that I'm done recapping uh, this past weekend, I'm going to take a look at some of the games coming this weekend. I talked about Manchester United, Manchester City. That's definitely one to look at. Uh, and... I guess other than that, the, what's interesting is Liverpool on the road in London to take on West Ham. Chelsea's got Burnley at home, and Chelsea's definitely, definitely going to win that one. You know, Brentford and Nor Norwich City. You know, Norwich City is really hoping to uh, find, a, find a way to finally earn three points. Everton will play Tottenham at, at uh, in Goodison Park. And Tottenham at this point, I'm not sh entirely sure who they're... Uh, Managers, I'm, I'm so I would guess the technical director or the caretaker is probably going to take over for the time being. I'm not sure, but uh, I would expect that by next week, Tottenham's going to make a decision on who's the official new manager. But you know, I, I I really don't know who. I mean, aside from Antonio Conte, I'm not entirely sure who uh, Tottenham would be interested in bringing in. But anyway. So yeah, next week yeah, a couple of these interesting games: Everton and Tottenham, West Ham and Liverpool, Manchester United and Manchester City. Well, from these three games, I guess I'll pick the favorite. I'll I'll, I'll give you my picks. I'm gonna go with Liverpool. I, I'm gonna say Liverpool is gonna find a way to get it done in London against West Ham. Everton and Tottenham. I, know, I hate to say this, but well, I would not be surprised if Tottenham found a way. But I think realistically, I think it's going to be a 1-1 tie. As far as Manchester City and Manchester United goes, if Manchester United picks up the win against Atalanta, if Manchester United is fully focused, everybody's on the same page, and everything goes well, Manchester United could win. But I really see, I, I think I see Manchester City winning 2-1. I mean, I'm nice, you know, I'm going to be nice enough. I'm going to give Manchester United one goal, but... but I just don't see Manchester City allowing themselves to lose back-to-back -back games, you know. And, and it does pay me to say because again, at heart, I still love Manchester United. They're, they're still my team at heart because as a kid, I loved them. So, but I, I'm sorry. I mean, 
But you know, but of course, if Manchester United somehow pulls it off and wins big, I'll come on my show. I'll praise them and I'll say I was wrong. I I doubted them for that particular scenario, and now I'm eating my words. I'm sick, and guess what? It feels good. They my own team proved me wrong, and that feels good. Ladies and gentlemen. Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Before I officially let you go, I would like to announce that I will be recapping the Champions League match day number four. Because the, the games are take place today and tomorrow. The recap will be tomorrow. And ladies and gentlemen, I will do my best to have both my good friend and mentor Steve and the other soccer expert himself, Mr. Rod Angelus, because to have all three of us will be a special treat to you loyal listeners. And you all deserve to have a special treat. Thank you all very, very much. I will see you all on Wednesday. Good night, everybody. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.